Welcome to The Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Keely Scott, with Compassion International. The Word of God is filled with the voices of mothers, daughters, sisters, and wives. Each of their stories shows us different sides of God's kindness, love, and faithfulness, and how that faithfulness is just as active and present today as it was thousands of years ago. The Faithful Project is a gathering of female poets, songwriters, authors, and storytellers, creating a space for them to dive into the stories of the ancient and mysterious women of the Word and to learn and share about their own stories in the process. We are so glad you've joined us today as we speak of what we've seen. In today's episode, we explore the unique role Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, plays in the Book of Ruth. Join authors Kelly Minter and Trillia Newbell, as well as worship leader Tamar Chip, as they dive into the life and lessons to be learned from a woman often overlooked in biblical study. Naomi's story reminds us that even when we distance ourselves from God, He remains faithful to us through and through. Come join the circle for this conversation. All right. So I am so glad that we are together and that we get to have this conversation about Naomi. And so what we'll just do, we'll just go ahead and introduce ourselves. And between us, I I would love, I think it'd be interesting for all of us to kind of summarize what we gleaned most from Mm -hmm. this book. So I'll start by just saying who I am. My name is Trillia Newbell, and I am a writer, speaker. I'm actually now an acquisitions editor for Moody Publishers, which is so much fun. And I have two lovely kids and um, a husband. And <laughs> and you, when I, I actually asked if I could write about Naomi, because so often we focus on Ruth, which sure. we should. And it's and true. Kelly, which you're about to introduce yourself, you wrote a chapter on Ruth. So I, I, I think you will be great to sum up the book altogether. But my focus on her story was, was because she, she starts out and she really is the, the matriarch. Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. Where they're yeah. like the head. <laughs> sure. And she loses everything. Right. Yeah. You know, so husband, sons, she loses everything. And then she tells her daughters-in-laws or whatever you want to call them to leave her. And she she's bitter. Or at mm-hmm. least she says that God has dealt bitterly with her. Absolutely. And so her story to me, I know we focus on Ruth, which I, we should, we ought to, but it's fascinating to watch God's faithfulness yeah. in her life yep. and how at the end of the story, all the women calls her, I can't remember what, if it's blessed or I can't remember what it is, but it's a restore, restoration mm-hmm. of her name. The yeah. Lord has not left you without. Yes. He's a redeemer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's a yeah. redeemer. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I, um, I'm looking forward to this conversation just to see mm-hmm. how we've seen God redeem us in bitter, hard circumstances and situations. I know I have some in my own life. And so that is my summation, the reason I um, really wanted to focus on Naomi. And whoever wants to go, introduce yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm Kelly Minter, and it's great to be here with you guys. And yeah, I got an opportunity to write a chapter on Ruth in this particular book and had written a Bible study on the book of Ruth. And so I got to write 
really in that time study all Boaz, Naomi, Ruth, and we'll get more into it as we go. But I think one of the things that's really interesting is actually the story ends with Naomi, yes. as you, I'm sure, noted. But it's it's very interesting to see uh, what God was up to. So we'll talk more about that. But I don't want to. I want to. I want to get everybody. I want to get everybody introduced. So because I've got somebody awesome sitting yeah, right next to me, and you. I want her to introduce herself. <laughs> yeah, my name is Tamar Chip, and I am a worship leader and a part of the band uh, Modern Day Cure. And my husband and I and our son Brave, we live in uh, Spring Hill. Love it. And uh, yeah, just it's just been um, such a great journey um, coming from Michigan and then moving to Nashville. Um, just kind of like the stories and the women of faith in the Bible, just all sorts of things that we deal with on the journey and how do we maintain our faith and how do we stick with what God has shown us and walk our faith out. And so for me, um, Naomi, her story is a story um, that we all can relate to because in, in, in some parts of our journey, journey, there will be pain, but we can have confidence when we see in the story that God is a God of restoration. Mm-hmm. And so I absolutely love um, how God kind of reversed her story. I mean, at some point in the story, she calls herself bitter. Her name means pleasant um, originally, uh, Naomi, mm-hmm. and then she changes her name rather because of her situation to bitter. And so how sometimes we can even lose sight of who we are um, in those painful uh, painful situations, right. but God still comes through and restores us mm-hmm. and brings us back to who we really are in Christ. And so, yeah, I don't want to give it all away either. <laughs> But this story has just been super inspiring to me and uh, just glad we can talk about this. Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Well, let's just dive right in. One of the things that, or the goal of the book Faithful that they want is for us to really connect it with women. And mm-hmm. to, so is there anything in your own life when you think of Naomi um, or even Ruth, Kelly, that where you say, okay, I can see how the Lord has used or how my life has paralleled or mirrored their story. Yeah. Well, I think, I think one of the most fascinating things about Naomi's story that I can answer that question um, and dovetail off of this is that, you know, Naomi's about to go back to Bethlehem. She's already lost her husband. She's lost her two sons. Mm-hmm. And in verse 21 of chapter one, she says, I went away full, mm-hmm. but the Lord mm-hmm. has yeah. brought me back empty. But, did the Lord really bring her back empty? Because Ruth is standing right next mm-hmm. to her. But in her mind, Ruth the Moabitess, that's emptiness. Yeah. You don't come back to Bethlehem with a Moabitess daughter-in-law. That's that's less than empty. And so in her mind, the Lord has done this. The Lord took her out of Bethlehem full and brought her back empty. But that wasn't the case. And we see at the very end, chapter 4, the women come around Naomi and they say, the Lord has been good to you. He has not left you without a kinsman redeemer because you have Ruth who is worth more to you than seven sons, which is the epitome of fullness. Mm -hmm. And so essentially Naomi thought that God was bringing her back empty, but really Ruth was the seed that was going to be the epitome of fullness for Naomi. And I think that in my life, I know for me, and this is such a music uh, retreat and music and writing. And so I came to Nashville, signed a record deal, signed three record deals, actually the first like five or six years I was here. And, and it was, every single one was a disaster. And every single thing was the Lord brought me here and I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm empty. 
but I wasn't. The Lord was doing a work in my life and he was going to use all of that. And he was going to use it for my Bible teaching and use mm-hmm. it for what he had called me to do, but I couldn't see it. And so that's what I always, I always appreciate that with Naomi is she thought that the Lord had brought her back empty, mm-hmm. but he had not. Yeah. Well, one so. of the things that I appreciate about Naomi is that she was so raw and honest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, could yeah. have hidden it, you know, yeah. but yeah. she's like, this stinks. I'm yeah. bitter. God yeah. has dealt a raw hand. And, and, yes. and so that's one of the things, cause the women, as you said, they, um, said to Naomi, praise be the Lord who this day has not left you without a um, guardian redeemer. Mm. And I was thinking the only time that people can speak that kind of truth to our hearts and remind us of the, the, real, the reality is if we're open and honest. Yeah. True. And so in my own life, I know that any time that I have um, struggled with something or um, have been ashamed of my 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 sin, but have brought it before people I, who I love and respect. Even if I'm angry or bitter, I can't see it. Mm-hmm. Their faithfulness to speak truth in my life mm-hmm. um, it's that God uses that. He's yeah, used yes. that in my life in very specific ways. And so, for for some reason, that has just always stood out to me when I think of Naomi because. And I, I think of that with a lot of the um, Old Testament characters we see, sure. just this openness and honesty and rawness. Honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that someone can remind them of the truth. Of course, we also see them speaking the truth to their own hearts. But that's one of the many, many things. Um, but, and then she does turn and um, praises them. But I, w- I won't keep talking. I would yeah. love to hear what you're no, it's yeah. good. It's good. That's really good. I mean... We all have a story, the beginning, the middle, and the end. And sometimes in the middle, it's just so hard. And we we have those honest moments where we're, we're upset and we just don't get it and we retreat. And so I appreciate also Naomi's honesty in her situation um, to, to not even hold that in, but she kind of let her her friends and those in town know that, you know, I'm just, I'm not in a good place. And mm-hmm. I can kind of remember in my own story, um, my husband and I had been believing for a baby and for two years, mm-hmm. just nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I really thought, I knew in my heart God had spoken to me that we were going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe we'll have many children, but um, I knew that in particular, we were going to have a son. And so again, just it just wasn't happening. And I felt just to be very honest, a, a bitterness. Um, it's hard to see others have baby announcements and families and such. I mean, I felt like, man, I'm getting, I'm getting older and what if it's going to be too late and do I need to go to the doctor? And mm-hmm. so um, we just kept believing and kept praying. And um, this is while we were in Michigan and we ended up moving to Nashville in 2017. And um, I remember on Mother's Day, our pastors had asked if anybody felt physically or spiritually barren. Mm. And um, I raised my hand and our pastors prayed for us. And six months later, we got wow. pregnant. Wow. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And I just, God just kind of reversed mm. that pain in my heart to mm. a beauty that when I see my son and how God has been faithful and the miracle that it is to have a baby and how mm. we can't take those miracles for granted, but to be even you know, trusting God in the middle when we just don't have the answers and it doesn't look good. And so this story really reminds me of my story um, that God does. Um, he has a he has a purpose and a plan. And the timing is also very important as well. And 
I'm really happy that now in this season, I feel like I can be the mother that I need to be now. Um, not to say maybe I, I couldn't have done it, you know, prior if, if we would have had the baby earlier, but I feel like that brave is supposed to be here in this season, in this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful um, for God having the foresight to see ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, for our story, where we'd be here in Nashville, I even believe um, us picking up and moving here is part of the process of, you know, why brave is born here now. And so God, he's just so good and he's so faithful. He knows yeah. the desires of our heart and he knows who to bring alongside of us alongside us. And I love that Ruth stayed with her mother-in-law, that God put something on the inside of her to stay. Mm. Even when in the, in the natural didn't make sense, you know, she probably wouldn't, you know, in, in the natural, maybe not be able to find a husband. Naomi was up in age. I mean, she could have thought of herself, but she thought about her mother-in-law and how God honored that, ended up giving her a husband, had this beautiful baby. Naomi's full. She's right. got a grandson. Yeah. She's happy. And so I just love, um, I love the providence of God. He just knows mm, all, sees he all, and he's right here mm. in the middle with us. He right. is. One of the things that's interesting yeah. that you went there that I wrote in this chapter is, let this story build your faith. We don't see all that God sees, and we don't know all that he knows. Mm-hmm. We only see in part. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. So we cling to that hope yeah. because we don't know all that he knows and all that he sees. And I've had four miscarriages, mm-hmm. and so I under, I understand yeah. that angst, anxiety. And I remember after my second one, I was just full-on depressed. I was so yeah. discouraged. Oh. And and I I figured we wouldn't have children, and it was just— it was a hmm. hard time. And I would say I was probably bitter. And yeah. and the Lord um, used that one to help me understand suffering better and also to lean on him in ways that I hadn't before. That's not trite. We have mm-hmm. a faithful God. Yeah. And, and so, and he drew near to me in that time. He, he's so good to us when we don't even deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Like Come we on. don't deserve it. Yeah. And he draws near. Like that. that's mm. a mercy to Naomi that yeah. she sure, would remind her, you're full, yeah. <laughs> actually. And so, mm-hmm. and so it was just the sweetest. And so the Lord, he did give us a child, but he doesn't always. Right. And so it's, it's, it is a, a reminder to me of God's goodness, his providence and his, his mercy that he's enough and yeah. that he's going to, Come on. Yeah, yeah, that he's going to draw good. near yeah. and be, um, he's going to fulfill his purposes mm-hmm. in us and through us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's wrought with pain. Right. Yeah. 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 I would like to say thank you, thank you so much to my sponsor, Jeff and Bonnie Mori. We are Jeff and Bonnie Mori, and we had the opportunity to sponsor Nora over 20 some years ago. It's not just us, it's a whole team, it's a whole army of people that God mobilizes in order to affect change in the life of a child. I hope I see you one day. I love you so much, wherever you are. How about today? To see the rest of Nora's amazing story, visit Faithful's YouTube page and our socials at Faithful Project. The links are in the show notes. He's going to fulfill his purposes Mm -hmm. in us and through us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's wrought with pain. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I see the grace of God in this story, too, because, you know, you think about Elimelech and Naomi and their two sons. They left Bethlehem. They left God's place of promise. That was the place of promise. And they leave it to go 
to Moab, which is a godless place. It is, you know, there's a pantheon of gods there. There's Mm -hmm. some terribly dark things that are happening in Moab. And they leave because there's a famine in Bethlehem. But there's a famine in Bethlehem more than likely because because the people of God have forsaken God. And so he brings this famine to turn their hearts back, right? So you have all of these Israelites that stay in Bethlehem because you stay where God tells you to be and where God's presence is. Obviously now, Holy Spirit, Jesus, he's what, but back in that time in Israel, you know, this is the place of promise. This is where God was. You don't leave where God is just because times get tough, Yeah, but they did. And I don't think there's a biblical biblically conservative scholar that would say that it was okay that they pieced out of Bethlehem, right? So, sure. I mean, that was, that. I think people can look at that and say that was a in, in some ways an act of disobedience, right? That's like, they're going to this far off place, this place that's apart from God. And yet I set all that up to say that in, I think it's in verse seven. Yeah. Uh, in verse six, it says that when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had paid attention to his people's need, by providing them food. And then verse seven, she leaves the place. She'd been living. She goes back to Bethlehem. The reason I love that is that you can hear the grace of God ringing out yeah. all the way in Moab. Mm-hmm. Like Naomi hears in Moab that God has come to the aid of his people and she is not cut out. I mean, you know, God <laughs> has said, good, you know what? <laughs> Guess what? You didn't hang in here with all of us and the gates of Bethlehem are closed to you. No, no. She hears that God's grace, mm-hmm. she hears it in Moab. Yeah. And that always blesses me because I think, gosh, how many times have I been in Moab where I have said, you know what, Lord, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. And I hate it for you, but I'm doing my thing. <laughs> I hate it for you. <laughs> I'm you know, sovereign, holy God. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. doing my own thing. Yeah. Well, and you know, and, I love uh, that. I, yeah. And I say it tongue in cheek because he's sovereign and holy. And yes. And, and then I hear in Moab the Lord saying, mm-hmm. come. I've been, you know, I'm here, I'm setting the table and you're welcome. And so I think that is, I just always, I could, it just, I can hear the the echoes of grace ringing in Moab, even for someone, you know, who, who, uh, you know, and maybe it was her husband. Maybe Elimelech was the one that maybe purely it falls on him, you know, but either way, <laughs> there's this openness and there's just restoration that mm-hmm. happens for Elimelech's whole family line. Yeah. That's too. so great. So it's really cool. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's so encouraging that, um, one of the things that you said that just, Kelly, that just really ministered to me is just a reminder that God speaks to broken people. Oh, yeah. Like she didn't in deserve broken, to hear in it. In broken places. In broken places. Yeah. Broken people mm-hmm. in broken places. And uh-huh. so anyone who is listening, I imagine there's so many people who maybe you have private sin or maybe there's something that we need to repent of, or maybe you're in that broken, that yeah. you're dis. They were disobedient. Yeah, yeah. Then the, the the Lord, I mean, He calls to us. He He's never going to leave us, and mm. and so I, there's there's some mercy. It's a, His mercy that sure. He would. Um, it, it reminded me of Ephesians too that by grace you're saved, and we weren't seeking God. He seeks us. Our we're <laughs> what what is it? You're dead in your trespasses and yeah, sins. Right, yeah. <laughs> dead, yeah. yeah, dead. And and yet He's so merciful. Mm-hmm. That um, and so he he's he's merciful and and that's 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 just all I heard was mercy, grace, and mercy. Yes, <laughs> to, yeah. to people who don't deserve it. Me, right? Yeah, me. All of yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks with us. That's uh-huh. what I love about uh-huh. that. And he's such a great father. I mean, I again, we parents 
and how our kids, yeah. you know, they, they mess up and we can see that they're messing up and we can see it coming yeah. and we still, you know, provide the wisdom. We still provide the guidance, even if they're not listening. And then if they make that mistake, they bump their head. We're always there to receive them. We're mm-hmm. always there to embrace them. We don't mm-hmm. turn away from them because they've made a mistake. And so, yeah, I just, I love the redemption and the the restoration in the story and um, how God just puts it all back together again when it, it just looks absolutely hopeless to lose a husband and then to lose two sons. I, that is a tremendous blow um, mm-hmm. to be able to get up in the morning and still. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. This is, I mean, sometimes I think we read the Bible, we read these stories, but we've got to put ourselves in these stories. How would, how would we feel walking mm-hmm. through that? Mm-hmm. These are women and people that had real pains, real issues. Um, and they had to walk through these things, but I love how God puts these stories in the Bible so that we can look to them as an example. Yeah. Um, we can relate. We can see ourselves in these stories. It kind of reminds me of, he just never leaves us or forsakes us. Right. And, yeah. Um, there's, there's a question that I would love to hear from you guys. Have you, has your view changed? A lot of these stories are often told, um, you know, they're Bible stories and kids. I didn't grow up in church. I became a Christian at the age of 22, so okay, I didn't hear yeah. it. But but a lot of, you know, you hear these stories about Ruth and Boaz, you're waiting for your Boaz. And and so I was just wondering if um if if you if your view has changed in any way mm-hmm. since yeah. 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 My, I, Over the my, years. Mine definitely has, because I, I think, you know, I look at, you know, you're reading Ruth and you're trying to you're, you're looking for yourself, right? You're looking for yourself mm-hmm. in Ruth. You're looking for yourself in Naomi. You're looking for yourself maybe even in in Boaz and just whatever. And and that's actually what kind of bothered me a little bit when I got to the end of Ruth. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Ruth was faithful. Boaz was faithful. Like, why 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 does the bitter mother-in-law get to walk off with the baby <laughs> and the like, you know, the celebration and the whole thing? You know, why why does she get the crowning? Why is there such grace crowned on her? Mm. And I realized that the, this story you know, not to be uh, cliche about it, but it's really not about Ruth, Boaz, Naomi, right? It is about Yahweh. Yes. It is about the yeah. faithfulness of, yeah. of the God of Israel. Yeah. And Ruth takes refuge under the wings of the God of Israel, a Moabitess. Mm-hmm. Ruth the Moabitess takes wings, under the wings of the God of Israel, Ruth 2.12. And so for me, I think as I was looking at this, not that we won't be blessed by Naomi or any of these other characters, but there really is this coming to this understanding of this is about God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yes. And each one of them played just a very specific role mm-hmm. in this whole story. And so it kind of takes the load off from me. And I think, okay, Lord, and you talked about it, Tamar, the the uh, um, providence of God. Yeah. And yeah. so the whole concept of just that providential guiding and just kind of takes that load off of, go, you know, Lord, I'm going to be, I want to be faithful but this is your story that's and it's good. so much bigger than a person mm-hmm. and it's so much bigger than me. That's know? so good. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably that 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 my perspective's changed in that yeah. way over the last few years. That just sounds like Bible reading. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Just uh-huh. a little bit. Well, I mean, it does. I, I think so often we can um forget that the Bible's about God uh-huh. and yeah. and try to um reduce it. I guess. Reduce yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is I think a lot of people read the scriptures that way. And mm-hmm. so what a beautiful and bigger and mm-hmm. greater um, picture of the word when we're reading it with the lens of what is, who are we going to, how are we going to learn about God? Mm-hmm. And what is God, what does he have to say about himself through the word? Good. So mm-hmm. that's some of, that's, 
I think a a 100% be a way that I have grown in my general Bible study and reading. But of course, I became a Christian at the age of 22. So uh, no, but it's great. It gives you a really wonderful perspective, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I and I don't think I was ever taught to read it a certain. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. I kind of came into it trying to figure out who who are you, God, and are you real? Because and all of these worldviews that I had, which was all sorts of opposite. Uh um, I need to know from your word who you are. So what I learned about Ruth was it really was about Boaz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get your Boaz. Get your Boaz. Where is he? Where's that field? Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) even, even I, I remember Every time it was brought up, it's, yeah. it's about the. So it's, and so I, I when I started studying it, I realized kind of what you like you Kelly. It's about the faithfulness of yeah. God and His redemption and His goodness and grace and mercy to undeserving people. Yeah, and right. and um and but yet He uses these characters like Naomi to teach us um yeah. about confession or or being. Real is what I call it, but and, and she didn't really confess. She was just being, um, she wasn't hiding her sin. Sure. So, so, so there are things that we can learn from the characters, but ultimately, it's about God. Yeah. And and I too, um, yeah, was taught some funny things. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, what yeah. about you? I think it's fascinating. Um, at the end of chapter four, we it talks about. Um, how Obed, who is um, Ruth's son, ends up being the father of Jesse and mm-hmm. Jesse, the father of David, yeah. the king of Israel and the ancestor of mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. That just gives me chills. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That God in all of this chaos and mm-hmm. all of yeah. the pain and all of the uncertainty that Jesus Christ comes out of this story mm-hmm. that somehow Jesus, they become a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and how he is in control and that he has all authority um, and that he reigns even in this family and that God, again, foreknew that he would use these imperfect people, this tr- very tragic story, but then bring glory out of it. I just absolutely love that. And yeah. that just really gives me um, a lot of hope to know that God's going to get the glory out of the situation. He, he always yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it may look really bad, but then he always gets mm-hmm. the glory. He always mm-hmm. turns it around. Yeah. And he he turns it around for our good and for his glory. And that that just really astounds me. I just mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that, um, you know, speaking of his, his glory, you know, everything was over for Naomi because she'd lost her son. So in that day, you know, everything was about the family was all about yeah. corporate heritage mm-hmm. and your family line. So she has no family line. There's mm-hmm. no way to have a family line with mm-hmm. daughters-in-law, especially not Moabite ones. But then they say that the women, um, they gather around her and it, this is in chapter four. And the the women say to Naomi in chapter four, uh, 414, blessed be the Lord who has not left you without a kinsman redeemer or a family redeemer today. And it's a double negative. And apparently in the Hebrew, I don't know Hebrew, but in the study I've done, the Hebrew, it is spoken in a double negative. God did not leave you without. He didn't, he mm-hmm. didn't do the 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 thing that you were the, the afraid. Same yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. Cause they could have just said, see, God gave you this, but he's like, no, he didn't leave you without. Right. Yeah. And that was her fear. 
that she would be left without a redeemer. Mm. And they were saying, no, he, he didn't do that. And, um, and then here's Ruth who is worth more than seven sons. And then like you, you know, brought out so beautifully and then we're right into the lineage of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It yeah. is unbelievable. It's so good. Well, are there any last things that you would like to encourage people as they're listening? And I guess, well, maybe this is a last thought just to, to take encouragement that no matter how far you are, no matter if you're right in the middle of Moab, yeah. that mm-hmm. the grace of God is ringing out. He's yeah. set a table you know, in the house of bread, Bethlehem, come home. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's redemption there. And no matter how bleak or how hard or how much loss, um, the Lord has not left you without himself, his son, yeah. Jesus. He has not left us without, because Jesus is the kinsman redeemer, right? So that's, we, we read about that in Ruth, this kinsman redeemer, Boaz is a kinsman redeemer, but Jesus is the ultimate kinsman redeemer. And so he gives us hope no matter where we are mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think you summed it up, Kelly. Yeah, Yeah, God is with us. He is for us. Mm -hmm. He's right in the middle of our mess. He's been in the mess. He's seen the mess on the cross. I mean, he's been from the foundations of the earth. He's been um, new about us, been with us, and he's got it under control. I think that's, that's what really speaks to me. Well, God is good. He is faithful. And one of the things that I thought of is that We can all say these things, but we have to believe. So we confess our unbelief and ask the Lord to help us to believe that He really is who He says He is. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To learn more about our music, books, merchandise, or when a faithful event will be coming near you, please visit us at faithfulproject.com or follow us on social media at Faithful Project. The Faithful Project is brought to you by Compassion International, Integrity Music, and David C. Cook Publishing. To find out how you can play a vital role in releasing children from poverty, please visit compassion.com slash faithful. Until next time, now go and speak.